Hello again. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Today I'd like to talk about the seller assist. When I began my real estate career in 1996, that term, seller assist, was relatively new with many sellers viewing it as an option they could accept or reject without affecting the selling process or their proceeds. While it obviously impacts the seller's proceeds by reducing the selling price, many felt that they should not provide what is really closing cost assistance since nobody helped them buy the house they were now trying to sell. My office is located in an area that always seems to be a seller's market, meaning that there are more buyers than houses to sell, and those that are priced properly sell quickly, often receiving multiple offers. There was a time where if you needed a seller assist in this market, many sellers told you to add that to the selling price. Then the housing market crashed, and it became harder to do things the way we used to because appraisal procedures changed. On the other hand, many areas practically required that a seller assist with buyer closing costs if they wanted to sell. While no one could force a seller to do that, many had to understand how they handled the request for a seller assist went a long way as far as determining whether they sold or not, and if so, how quickly. A serious, motivated seller has to know their market, meaning their competition, decide whether they are more motivated by time or how long it takes to sell, or whether the amount of the sale is the major factor. A quick sale for top dollar is nice but unlikely in many areas, so a seller needs to think about the cost of not selling and how that impacts themselves or their family. I always tell people that you cannot time the market. Many held out for higher prices in 2007 and 2008 only to see prices fall dramatically. If a seller is going to buy, they will need to understand how these parts fit together. In other words, what they're going to buy may be appreciating faster than what it is that they're trying to sell. So what is a seller assist? In the past, the buyer most likely needed to put 20% down to get a loan. Over time, more financing options became available to handle the growing segment of the population that did not have 20% to put down or who were unwilling to buy what could be purchased based on their 20%. As the real estate market evolved, it faced a variety of economic challenges as well as those related to human beings. For many, wages were stagnant and it became harder to save while prices continued to rise. While lending rules changed, which seemed to hurt first-time buyers the most, those who could qualify for loans often lacked the savings to pay the out-of-pocket costs that a loan would not cover. The seller assist made that less problematic for the buyer while obviously adding a marketing expense for the seller. The type of loan and the amount of the buyer's down payment determined how much of a seller assist a lender will allow and there are rules covering which expenses an assist will cover. One specific rule is that a buyer is not allowed to walk away with unused seller assist money, and some agents either do not understand that or fail to properly advise their clients. I've seen that happen at the closing table, and that is not a great way to complete a sale. When an agent first begins to communicate with their prospective seller client, they need to research the market and educate the seller about pricing and related issues so that there are no surprises. After over 21 years in the real estate business, I still see sellers who do not understand this concept, even though many of them had their houses on the market before meeting me. While I'd like to think that, given the high percentage of consumers relying on the Internet for real estate information, 
All prospective sellers understand the concept of a seller assist. The fact is that many do not. Like buyers, sellers encounter a great deal of information and data online, but they do not have the knowledge or the insight to process it, assuming, of course, that it's not incomplete or untrue. As agents, we do much more than open doors and write contracts. Thank you again for listening to this podcast, and as I always like to say, please hire wisely. We are not all the same.